0: sean watson's suspension is finalized what does that mean for the cleveland browns plus i talk a little tom brady as we discuss the nfc south in this week's mas or all this and more on coaching from the couch Buddy, and welcome back to coaching from the couch once again i am your host darren hill and uh, we are doing things a little differently this time around uh my normal co-host uh, brother blake hill is a little busy wasn't able to jump on and record with me today so i am uh writing solo uh for this next episode uh so hopefully everyone's all right with that and uh, Blake will be on next time around uh, we're, we're, we're thinking we'll, we'll record another one soon So we can get him on here And kind of continue our usual flow of, the, of this podcast But uh, there's just too much going on that uh, we couldn't wait We wanted to get another episode out I know we were a little behind there that one week As I was out of town So we're still trying to kind of catch things up uh, Before the season starts in really just a couple of weeks. So uh, bear with us as we're kind of uh, going through some changes here and uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys don't mind too much. But let's jump right into it. Uh, so to start uh, this podcast, I wanted to catch everyone up on the latest news of Deshaun Watson. Of course, the second we released our previous episode, The NFL announced that Deshaun Watson will be suspended. Will be in uh, well, I guess they'll be increasing his suspension uh, from six games to now eleven, and he now has to pay a five million dollar fine to charity. Um, And (laughs) they announced this really just the day after we released our podcast when we really had no news, so (laughs) we just missed it, but. This changes things for the Cleveland Browns, as you'd imagine. Uh, Deshaun Watson, again, talented quarterback, is um, is really going to be key to their success. But now that he'll be gone, on eleven games. Yeah, that that's that's going to be a tough thing to overcome, I think, for this Browns team. That go so the next in line here at quarterback is going to be Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they have. Joshua Dobbs as their current third string, and then Josh Rosen kind of bringing up the rear. <laughs> we'll see if he makes the team, but yeah, that is not ideal uh, going from Deshaun Watson to just Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby's, I mean, Jacoby's pretty good, but the the difference between Deshaun Watson and Jacoby is is pretty big, and so. And I mean, how, how much preparation has Jacoby really been getting, you know, uh, from what I could tell, Deshaun Watson has been practicing with the first team, you know, up until this point. And so how comfortable is Jacoby really going to be with the starters now that he's going to be kind of the man for these first 11 games? Uh, so that, that, that is uh, definitely going to be something to watch. I'll, I'll kind of get into... I know we went through this team with Mas or Manos last week and we kind of did it with the assumption that Deshaun uh, would still be suspended six games. So I thought I'd uh, kind of touch on that and maybe adjust what their Mas and their Manos is now that we know 11 games is going to be uh, the suspension here. So... I wanted to kind of go through their schedule, those 11 games that they're going to miss and maybe see which one Jacoby percent can win as their starting quarterback. So they start off week one at Carolina. Um, I think Cleveland's good enough to, to beat Carolina. Carolina's, I don't know, kind of struggling at the moment. But that would be a revenge game for Baker Mayfield. It seems like Baker's probably going to win that job in Carolina. So that that definitely adds some spice to things. But I just think the talent around Jacoby Brissett and, and just all, all over that team, we kind of talked about it, they've got a lot of talent. So I think they can pull out a win against Carolina Week 1. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and kind of tally here. It's gonna put them at. Uh, oh right, so win week one, week two they're play, they're playing the Jets. Who knows if Zach Wilson is back by then? Uh, I want to say he probably won't be. It seems like he might miss a couple games with that injury he had in the uh, preseason opener, which is very un- unfortunate. So. Yeah, I just don't think the Jets are going to be able to compete with the rest of the talent on the Browns. So that puts us at two and zero here for the for the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson. Then I think the first real test comes here with a, a Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, a, a rivalry game. I don't know. I, Pittsburgh is just tough, and and, and especially an in division game like that man i'm gonna go i'm gonna go an l here i'm gonna go their first loss of the season comes week three against pittsburgh then they play the falcons which i'll i'll go ahead and put a w there falcons are still kind of rebuilding and again there is still a lot of talent outside of the quarterback position here on this on this cleveland browns team Then they play week five against the Chargers. I'm going to go ahead and put an L for that week. That puts them at three and two. Then they play New England. Man, that's a tough one. I might go an L against the New England Patriots. I don't know. Bill Belichick, I just can't see him going there and losing that game especially against Jacoby Brissett, who played for the Patriots. So, you know, maybe Bill kind of knows something that most coaches don't about Jacoby and maybe knows a little more about his weaknesses and things like that. So I could see him taking a W there, or the the Patriots taking a W against the Browns. Then they are at Baltimore, Week 7. I'm going to go an L there, especially at Baltimore, another kind of division rival game. I just don't see how you you come out of there with a win without Deshaun Watson, and then week eight Monday night game against the Bengals. I'm gonna go an L there as well. Uh, Bengals are a very good team. We, we we talked about them, so I don't see a way they they're gonna able to to make it out of there with, with Jacoby Brissett at, at the quarterback. So that puts them at three and five. <laughs> Um, in and then week nine is their bye week. So three and five at the bye, things are not looking very good. If we put things that way, but then I don't know. They have some some more winnable games here coming up at Miami week ten. That one's going to be a tough game for sure, especially on the road, and Miami kind of you know new new head coach. Some new weapons. Oh, man, that one's tough. I'll go a w. I'll go. i I'll, I'll give them the W there. They, especially after the bye week, you know, I could see them uh, making some things happen that week. But then they're at Buffalo. I don't see there's any way they're making it out of there with a win. And uh, against Tampa Bay uh, the week after that. Just a brutal little stretch there. I'm going an L there as well. And then that's when Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, They have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games after that with Deshaun Watson. And so if my prediction here is correct, by the time Deshaun Watson comes back, they'll be four and seven. (laughs) So not good. And if they win the rest of their games, which I mean, with Deshaun Watson, I think is, you know could, is possible. I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that, but I, I you know just for the sake of this, let's say they they do. That would put them at ten and seven. Which yeah uh, yeah I could see you know them competing for for a playoff spot with that. So maybe this doesn't really change their their Menos too much. Uh, I think we kind of had them at that anyway. They, they've got some tough games, but and especially in that division, that division's tough. That's not easy. But yeah, ten and seven—that's that—that's not too bad, especially missing your start quarterback for you know more than half the season. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna. Win out with Deshaun Watson, uh, you know he he might be pretty rusty, coming off the suspension. You know he, how does that work with kind of the the camar- camaraderie with the with the teammates and things like that? You know how how does the how does he mesh with with these teammates? You know he hasn't been playing with them, uh, and so that that that's gonna be interesting to see. So I don't know if I'd put them in uh, the playoff picture uh given this news I think that might push them out of it yeah again especially in that tough division so but I, I you know again I think their moss is probably still kind of a lower seed in the in the playoffs maybe a wild card uh I yeah I'd probably just go wild card I don't know if I'd go higher than that and then their their menos or their floor I mean with Jaco- Jacoby at quarterback things there that offense may struggle and yeah i could see him losing quite a bit of games their schedule yeah isn't the easiest so i could see him struggling a little bit and missing the playoffs and finishing last in the division i think that's definitely possible especially pittsburgh uh, you know mike tomlin he's tough he, he never had a losing record at pittsburgh so again he knows how to win especially in that division so yeah, tough, tough news here for the Browns, but I think we all kind of saw this coming. I don't think there was any way he was going to get away with just six games, especially with the outcry from media and, and fans and everything. They wanted more. Uh, I think more, most people wanted even more than eleven games. Myself included, to be honest, I, I don't. I think even eleven games is quite generous here. Uh, but, again, you look at when he's coming back. His first game back will be at Houston, Week 13. Uh, and, you know, if you know Deshaun Watson, that was his former team. It was kind of a very dramatic when he decided he doesn't want to play for them anymore. So I could see why the NFL wants him back that week. You know, that's going to be a, a money-driving game. And again, maybe they'll be kind of pushing for a playoff spot, and and that's going to be some must-watch TV to kind of see if they can, uh, you know, if Deshaun Watson can carry the, the the team the rest of the way and into the playoffs. So, yeah, I you know it, it makes sense. You know, they they, they these are some high high valued games that they're gonna that Deshaun Watson's gonna be back for, and I think the NFL's. Gonna love that, uh, which is unfortunate because yeah, I just don't think that's that's enough of a punishment. But and and, and the five five million dollars is kind of a joke. I mean, his contract is huge. You know, he's gonna be making millions upon millions, and yeah, five million isn't gonna do much. So kind of a disappointment here. But thought we'd um, kind of catch everyone up on that if you if you missed the news. So Deshaun Watson will be playing football this year, returning Sunday, December 4th, uh, which is week 13 at Houston. And we'll see how Jacoby Brissett does. Uh, you know, and now he knows he's the man and he, he's 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 the next man up. So we'll see if he can lead this Browns team, you know, give him, get him enough wins to where Deshaun Watson can kind of just uh, carry the team the rest of the way into the playoffs. And, See if they can make some noise there. But, um, but yeah, big news coming out. Again, sorry, it's a little late. It's probably old news now, but um thought we'd touch on it because we have been talking about it a lot on this podcast. All right, uh, some more NFL talk. Sorry, I should mention um, we will probably hold out on the college football talk for this uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, we, we've got some things that we'll definitely be talking about. Uh, the season is getting very close, so there'll be plenty of college football talk here in the future, but uh, there's some topics and things that will resume uh, in regards to college football once uh, Blake returns. Uh, but And uh, some more big news, I guess, com- coming out of training camp right now is uh tom brady returns uh, we we didn't really mention this on the podcast but uh, he was absent there for a while yeah, kind of a, a question mark that many people were wondering what was going on there um i can't remember exactly how long he was gone let me see i, I want to say it was multiple weeks um but he finally returns and, you know, during that time, everyone was kind of wondering, hey, you know, what's going on? Is he having regrets and regretting coming back to training camp, Uh, wishes he was, he really was retired, you know, and he announced he was going to retire. Then there were some, some, some theories going around the internet that maybe he was on the mass Singer, and that's why he wasn't at training camp. He was out auditioning there for the mass Singer. And you know, he committed to being on the show before, or I guess after he retired, but before he came out, he came back out of retirement. Um, and so there was just a lot of question marks there. And, um, so I just trying to see here how long he was gone from training camp. Let's see if I can find an answer, but, uh, so yeah, a lot of question marks and, um, Oh, there you go. 11 day absence. So, you know, 11 days, you know, kind of like, Oh shoot, you know, what's going on there? Especially someone like Tom Brady, you know, the, you know, he's kind of a big deal. It's not, not just for the Buccaneers, but for the whole NFL. Uh, And so, yeah, there were some funny things swirling around that, but he is back. Uh, I think the only explanation we got was just kind of personal business, personal matters. So, so, yeah, good to have him back. I'm sure the Bucks and the Bucks fans are happy that uh he's returned. And um he's ramping up, getting ready for the season. I mean, he he can miss as much time as he wants, I don't think uh that's going to be a concern, you know, if he's going to be ready and whatnot for the season. Maybe he needed another fountain of youth treatment or something and it <laughs> took a little longer than expected who knows but uh, something I kind of wanted to talk about was since he returned something cool that I heard a while back was kind of what makes Tom Brady so great which is I think you know something that I- I'm sure a lot of people wonder you know he's, he's been on the top of the uh, you know of the quarterback world for so long you know how, how has he been able to do it and what makes him so great but he obviously he's very accurate you know has a great arm very smart incredible work ethic you know he he's really just got it all but something that i think maybe should be talked about more is his communication and this was something i heard from the take command podcast uh, so if you know we are commander's fans washington commanders fans so i listen to a lot of their podcasts and things but uh there was a take command podcast episode uh this episode was on july 11th of this year um so yeah about a month yeah a little a little over a month ago but and one of the host of the podcast uh logan polson he's a former nfl tight end played in the the league several years very smart guy really understands football and and everything and what he brought up you know what, what was so great about tom brady is just his yeah his, his ability to communicate what he wants to his receivers and really just the rest of the team and you know it kind of makes sense uh Obviously, you know when he's got enough time in the pocket and things, he's got a great offensive line, everything like that. You know, I think every quarterback's going to do well with given those circumstances. But he he's able to just communicate what he wants in certain situations to his receivers so well that they just they're able to just execute it uh, nearly perfectly every time. And you know that that definitely makes sense. You know when there's some complicated routes that they're running or there's you know, they're checking things down or, you know, changing the plays, making audibles, things like that. You've got to be able to uh, effectively communicate those things to the rest of your team or else, you know, someone's going to run the wrong route or uh, someone's going to misinterpret their assignment and things. And, you know, the whole play is just going to fall apart. And so, you know, maybe that's something that we need to talk about more is, is Tom Brady's ability to communicate what he wants from, his receivers in certain situations during certain coverages. And because, you know, he, again, he's very smart. He, he understands these things. And now it's just a matter of getting the other players and his teammates to understand that as well. And to go out there and effective, effectively execute it. So yeah, just kind of an interesting tip that I heard, uh, you know, in, in another fellow podcast. Um, and yeah, just, I think it totally makes sense. You know, I he he he's the best for a reason and he just understands you know how to get get through to his teammates and and that's very important and it makes sense why you know maybe some quarterbacks who have the arm talent you know who who can just launch bombs all day long but can't communicate effectively and maybe that's why they you know they struggle in this league especially if they're kind of moving around the league, going to different teams and things, they've got new teammates who maybe don't understand them. Uh, you know, it kind of goes back to that chemistry. You know, they, they've, they've got to have that chemistry with those players. That's why they're always going off on vacation and throwing to each other, you know, just the quarterback and the receivers. Because, yeah, you've got to be able to, again, understand each other. And if you're able to communicate that very effectively, then I think that just, just makes you... Um, just makes you that much better and helps you execute it, so, yeah, just kind of an interesting tidbit I thought I'd share, but um, you know w- welcome back, Tom Brady. I don't think there was any doubts he wasn't gonna be playing this this year for the bucks, so uh he's back and and ready to roll and you know, kind of a nice segue here as we are gonna be talking about the um nFC. Sorry, I forget NFC South, so Tom Brady's division so and and everyone everyone, Tom Brady's gonna be playing. Um, so we'll just jump right into that. Uh, the Masomeno segment here for the NFC South, which are the Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so kind of when reviewing this division. To be honest, this might be one of the most interesting divisions in the league, if if I do say so myself. I think you kind of know what the Bucks are. I don't think there's really much many questions about that. I'm, um, you know, Super Bowl champions. Again, you got Tom Brady. You've got talent all over the field. I think we kind of know they're they're going to be good this year, and and again, they'll probably be fighting for uh, another Super Bowl run again. But uh, the these other three teams, there's there's kind of some question marks here. Uh, with the New Orleans Saints, they've got a new coach, Sean Payton retired. Uh, again, no Drew Brees. Uh, this will be year two without him. So you know wh- how does that team look? Uh, the defensive coordinator took took the position. So I mean, he's been with the team, and their defenses have been good, but. You know, how does that offense look uh, with first year without Sean Payton? That's going to be very interesting. He was a very good uh, offensive mind, So uh, does that hurt that team? And then, you know, you look at the Atlanta Falcons first year without Matt Ryan. You know, they traded Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. They now bring in Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, a rookie from Cincinnati. And so, you know, how does that quarterback room shakeout and um, what happens, you know, with them. And, and then, then you've got the Carolina Panthers who, you know, they've had quite a bit of a, uh, quite a bit of changes as well. You know, new quarterback was brought in uh, Baker Mayfield uh, traded from the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, it, it seems like uh, he's, he's going to be the starter week one. So, how do they perform with him at at the helm? And is he really going to be that much better than Sam Darnold who they've already had? Uh, it, oh, and I guess we should mention the, the rookie that they did draft. Uh, his name is slipping. Uh, Matt Corral did have a foot injury and is out for the year. So kind of devastating news there uh, for the Carolina Panthers. He might've had a chance to play this year, you know, if, if, the Panthers' season wasn't uh, wasn't going as planned, and and you know they ended up needing to to play some young guys to kind of develop. So hope he he gets back on track soon. A lot of talent coming out of Old Miss. Uh, really, yeah, had, had had a really good arm. Was kind of struggling in preseason, but you know he he was young and has some talent. So, but yeah, so I uh, kind of very interesting teams with kind of in, interesting stories coming out um and and so yeah, i i think it just makes for a very interesting division and to be honest it might be up for grabs you know if anybody if any any of these teams i mean besides the buccaneers i think they're probably the front runner but other than that you know i could see a, a, a scenario where really any any one of these teams you know, steps it up and and performs well and could could end up being second in this division if we're being honest. So uh, it'll be a very fun, interesting to 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 keep an eye on for sure. And yeah, maybe we'll start off um the bottom of the division. Well maybe we'll start off at the top, because I think the top is maybe a little less predictable. Or a little more predictable, I should say, than the bottom of the division. But so that leads me to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're probably going to finish first in the division. I don't think that's anything uh, earth shattering, <laughs> shattering news here. So I'll I'll go ahead and start with their their MAS or their ceiling. Ceiling is obviously going to be Super Bowl. These guys have done it before. They really haven't had too much changes on this on this team. So. I don't see there's any I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't do it again. Uh they've got tons of talent on offense. Obviously when you have Tom Brady as quarterback, you know, you're going to you're going to be successful. And again, running backs very solid, you know, Leonard Fournette really had a great year last year. Uh I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to perform just like that again uh receivers we all know mike evans chris godwin then they bring in russell gage from atlanta who's very good and then they've got their great tight ends um cameron brate oh yeah gronkowski is gone but i mean (laughs) you've got cameron brate who's a starting caliber tight end and they bring in kyle rudolph so very very good tight ends offensive line has I think that that might have been one of the bigger questions. Was our offensive line? They kind of lost some some players there, but I think they'll they'll still be they'll still be fine. I know they've had they they've had some injuries already, so you know maybe that's where the biggest question mark still is. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just think there's still enough talent there that that should be able to get the job done. Especially when you got Tom Brady, who's, you know, very smart player. He's able to get the ball out quick. He won't be sitting back there forever. Um, and then defensively, uh, still a ton of talent there too. You know, you still got, uh, Vita Vea there in the middle. And then they bring in Akeem Hicks from Chicago. Who's excellent player, uh, pro bowl player. Then you've got, um, Devin white linebacker, very good player. They drafted, they've still got Shaquille Barrett, Levante David. I mean, again, yeah, they're just stacked. Um, Carlton Davis, um, Sean Murphy bunting. So yeah, they, they, they've got some players. So I guess him being first in the NFC, um, I don't think that is out of the realm of possibilities. And and then again, winning a Super Bowl again. That, that is certainly the ceiling here, you know, especially with Tom with Tom Brady as your quarterback. Now their Manos, or their four. I don't see them getting any lower than first in this division. <laughs> I just think they are just that much better than everyone else in this division. I just I just have a hard time seeing them getting getting outperformed by any of these other teams. But maybe maybe not first in in the playoffs, but maybe their floor could be I could maybe see four maybe being the floor here. Fourth in the in the in the playoffs. Still very high, but uh, you know there there are some other good good NFC teams that that might get that first and second uh, seed in, in the playoffs, but yeah, I I, I still think they're going to be very good. I mean, that, again, that's why that's what makes these teams teams like these so so good is their floor is is pretty high compared to a lot of these other teams. They've just got a lot of talent. Again, a lot of depth. And, I mean, the one question mark, again, is going to go back to that uh, offensive line. I mean, they've already got, let's see, Jonathan Hubbard is on IR. It looks like they've got Aaron Stinney on IR. Ryan Jensen is out. So, I mean, (laughs) they've had some guys go down. And I know that uh, Tristan Wirfs uh, is getting banged up a little bit as well. Their star right tackle. So yeah, I mean that that may be the one thing that is is the biggest question mark if if that ends up being a bigger issue than what we're making it out to be then I think that's what's going to end up derailing their season but uh again I just think they they I just think there's still enough there to to propel them to, into the playoffs. And again, it's Tom Brady. He's, <laughs> this guy is the, just the ultimate winner. He's going to know what it takes to get it done. Uh, and, and then defensively again, they've just got stars in every level of the field. They've got depth. Yeah. I think they're going to be, they're going to be a very good team. Yeah. And again, they've got a soft division. So that, that, that helps. <laughs> um, finishing sec- second in this division, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I'm not so sure this is super surprising either. I mean, it makes sense. Everyone thought for sure they would um maybe tank once uh, Sean Payton left and kind of rebuild, but they decided not to. You know, it sounds uh, it seems like they're kind of pushing forward, you know, as if nothing <laughs> nothing ever changed or happened. So yeah, good for them for, you know, staying strong and true to what they have and believing in what they have. Uh, we'll see how it ends up for them. But uh, I think their ceiling, again, I think their ceiling is, is still going to be second in that division. And I can see them making a, a push for a wild card. I could see maybe in a wild card situation there come playoff time. I don't see him winning a game in the playoffs, but I could see him a uh, you know wild card. They've got uh, Jameis Winston, uh, the starter. He's back from injury, um, so really their season is going to depend on him. But I guess I'll talk about the the Moss here with with the New Orleans Saints, where or their ceiling. Oh yeah, I, I kind of mentioned here with uh, standing wise, but the, they still got a lot of talent. Michael Thomas is coming back from injury; hasn't played in what about two years? So, is he the same Michael Thomas that we remember him from uh, from he, when he got hurt? Uh, Alvin Kamara is still very good. I guess I should mention he. We, there is a lot of question marks whether he gets suspended this year for some off-the-field issues. So that is a possibility, and maybe that, um, well, to be honest, I don't know if that's going to really change the outlook of this team too much just because they've, they've got some good players behind Alvin Kamara. Uh, Mark Egram returns, uh, you know, a great New Orleans Saints player. I know a lot of fans, I'm sure, are happy that he's back. You know, Dwayne Washington, I think, is, is is a solid player as well. So I don't know if losing Alvin Kamara is really going to affect this team too much. I I think they've got some enough depth behind them that uh, they should be able to kind of adjust. You know, certainly they're definitely not as potent of an offense without them. But you know, I think I think it they can find a way to to be effective. And then behind Jar, uh, Michael Thomas, you've got Jarvis Landy coming over from. Cleveland Browns, very good player. I think still has a lot in the tank. Chris Olave, they drafted their uh, first round pick. Good player coming out of Ohio State. It seems like he's been playing well for them uh, in training camp. And so you know they they compared to last year, they've got quite a bit of uh, receivers receiving talent and and depth now. Uh, Marcus Callaway was was. Decent for them last year, really played well. He had to step up because they really didn't have anybody else. Traquan Smith has been on that team for a while. I think he's a solid player. Uh, no, Nothing too great, but, he, he, you know, solid. Um, and then tight ends, you know, they've got some, I think, depth. Nothing crazy, but some pieces. Adam Troutman, um, I think, is a solid player. But, again, I, I don't see him as a star. They've got Taysom Hill. They're listing him here as a tight end. We we all know Taysom, who's who's really the the ultimate uh, Swiss Army knife. And I know he's been making some plays in in preseason, so I think you know he'll be ready to go for sure. Whether that be at you know running back, fullback, quarterback, or tight end, and then Nick Vanette, who I think is 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 a solid depth piece as well uh their offensive line is gonna be very good i think uh they they've done a good job there with that offensive line trevor penning high draft pick for them who's who's been who's a very physical aggressive player um they have him as a second stringer right now but um you know he's a good player maybe he he ends up uh starting some games and then defensively uh, they they still got some players, uh, they, that head coach, their former, yeah, he was the defensive coordinator last year, he's now the head coach, so, you know, he's going to be on those guys, and I don't, I, you know, I think they can still perform, uh, they bring in Tyron Matthew from the Kansas City Chiefs, they still got Marshawn Lattimore on the corner, uh, Cameron Jordan there running off the edge, uh, Marcus Davenport as well. And then Demario Davis, you know, one of the best linebackers in the league. So yeah, they've still got some some players there in in the back uh, on the defensive sides. Excuse me. And so yeah, I think I think that defensive is is good enough to to yeah to to win them some games. Jameis is again good enough to kind of carry the offense and. You know, I don't think they'll do anything again crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not sure higher than a wild card is is in their future this year. But that I can see them making them making some noise and and you know playing well. Um, now for their mainos or their floor, maybe it's always hard to tell with a, a first time head coach. But maybe he struggles a little bit. You know, to adjusting as a as a head coach. Uh, maybe losing Sean Payton as your kind of offensive mind there hurts this team more than what we think, and and maybe you know Jameis is is gonna have some some issues. You know, it, it, it's just it's kind of a guaranteed at this point that you know he'll he'll make some some questionable throws at times, and that can. That can be tough, you know, especially with a team that's not there yet, you know they're kind of about middle of the pack you know you you kind of need your quarterback to to elevate you just a little a little bit, but he I don't know if he's he's good enough to do that. I think he's maybe just good enough to kind of keep them middle of the pack if that makes sense, so I could see that bringing the their floor down a little bit. I'd say they're four, maybe third in the division. I could see that. Uh, I don't see them going lower than the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's kind of in a rebuilding phase right now, so I don't know if they're going to get lower than that. Uh, There's enough talent on this team that, you know, I think they they could beat the Atlanta Falcons, but there is a lot of aging players too, you know, uh, Michael Thomas getting older. Maybe he's not the same player he once was. And, and, you know, it takes him a minute to, to get back into shape of things. Jarvis Landry, Landry, you know, he is getting older as well. Maybe he's not the same player he once was, Uh, you know, maybe Alvin Kamara does end up getting suspended this year. I guess I should touch more on that. It, It doesn't look like he will. Um, it looks like his suspension might get pushed out to next year. Uh, but who knows, you know, you never know these things can change pretty quickly. so uh, if he does get suspended, you know, maybe that is a bigger issue and and uh, the running backs backing him up. Uh, Mark, Mark Ingram, you know he's getting older, older too. so how effective is he going to be? He, he wasn't super effective last year with the Houston Texans. But again, that's the Texans, you know. (laughs) I think everyone's kind of struggling on that team. Tyron Matthew, uh, he's getting older as well. You know, maybe he's just not the same player. Um, You know, Demario Davis maybe takes a step back. I don't know. That's hard to see. But I I think that defense will probably still be pretty solid. But uh, yeah, they've got some good players here. So I, defensively I think might be elevating their might be helping their floor out more than their offense. I think offensively is is kind of where their biggest concerns might might be. And, and and yeah, so maybe I don't know. Let me take a peek at their schedule here. I I could see Yeah, they they oh, yeah, they they've got some tough games. So, yeah, I could see them maybe for their floor winning, yeah, maybe five or six games around there. Uh, you know, so, yeah, again, kind of just mediocre, but a little bit below the pack. They got some tough games this year Minnesota, uh, the Bengals, Cincinnati, Arizona, Baltimore, uh, San Francisco again you've got Tampa Bay in your division and then they play the uh, the the Browns Cleveland when Deshaun Watson comes back so he'll be there and he'll have a couple games under his belt as well which will help and then the Philadelphia Eagles so I don't think Ernie are you know any scrubs we picked them to 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 win the division so you know I think that that's going to be a tough team as well so so yeah I I you know I think around there is is, is a good is a good floor for them so yeah I think a lot is going to depend on Jameis Winston and how he performs and if he uh, you know can can stay out of trouble stay out of throwing you know interceptions turning the ball over and and making uh, dumb mistakes All right, and now to round out the bottom two in the NFC South. I've got finishing third in the division, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Again, new quarterback with Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I just don't see how he, I mean, he, he's probably a, a minor upgrade. From Sam Darnold last year, but I don't know if he's enough of, a, of an upgrade to <laughs> to kind of elevate them that much. If we're being honest, um, but let's get into. I'll I'll kind of flip it up. Let's go main first here. So their floor. Yeah, I, I don't know this this team. Just I don't know they they've got some solid talent, but. I have questions about their head coach Matt Rule. I just I don't know. They just seem to. Uh, they have moments where they play pretty well, but then they they it just kind of derails uh, at times, and it's very it's very confusing. But uh, Baker did lead the Browns to the playoffs, so I mean he has it in him. But for their floor, you know, again maybe he continues to struggle, uh, and with the new team. He, yeah, just fails to, to have that connection with his new team. Um, and maybe Christian McCaffrey kind of has lost a step. Yeah, he's been injured recently. He's, he's very important to this offense. Maybe he just can't get back to his old ways, and uh, that, that's going to that's gonna bring their floor down um they've got a, a young left tackle in Ikem Akwanu um uh, he's a rookie coming out this year so you know maybe there's some issues there um the rest of the offensive line i don't know it seems to be okay but uh wide receivers i mean Robbie Anderson played well Not last year, but the year before, or the year after. Yeah, the year before that, sorry. But last year struggled. Uh, So, I don't know, maybe that's just who Robbie Anderson is. You know, he's going to continue to struggle and um, just fails to perform at a higher level than he has. Uh, They got DJ Moore, who, who is a very good player so i don't think we there's going to be any concerns there i think he's going to go out and perform well and then terrence marshall junior second second year player who um th- yeah there was a lot of hype coming out and played well last year but um we'll see if he can take another step but again he's young And so maybe he he, he needs a little more time to to develop. And then tight ends, they've got Tommy Tremble right now as the starter. And then Ian Thomas backing him up. So I know Ian Thomas is a good player. Uh, I don't see any issues there, really. And then you've got defensively. they've, They've got some players, but I don't know. They just haven't. Formed, I feel like to the level that the, the talent of the team would suggest they've got Brian Burns coming off the edge. Who's who's a, who's a good player. So, you know, I don't think really any issues there. They, they went ahead and, and brought in Matt Ioannidis for the, in the middle, who I think is a good player, but Washington uh, let him go. Um, yeah, I think he's a good player. Shaq Thompson as your as your linebacker, who's a very good who's a very good player, and then Xavier Woods, um, Jeremy Chin, and J.C. Horn in the in the secondary. Who, yeah, those are those are very good players. So yeah, I mean, on paper, I feel like this team looks pretty good, but. I don't know. I go back to that quarterback position. I just, yeah, I have my reservations with Baker. I think that brings your floor down a little bit. And, again, with the new quarterback, you know, maybe that offense needs a little more time to to progress and develop. Uh, He was brought in, you know, not at the start of training camp, but a little after. So he hasn't had the full training camp, and maybe, you know, there's still some rust there. And you know maybe Matt Rule is just not that good of a of a coach. Um, Did he? I want to say he finished last on our <laughs> on our uh, head coaching ranks. I have it here, but I, I can't remember for sure. But he was he was low on our list. And you know, I think you know there's reason for that. Yeah, he finished last on our list. So I don't know. We we just have not been very impressed with him. So. Again, he maybe he can turn that around, but he's, he's got to prove it first. So I think for—I can see him finishing last. I think that's definitely—their uh, uh, Manos is finishing last in this division. I think that's certainly possible. And having, you know, a pretty high pick in this year's draft, I'd say maybe a top 10 pick. I don't know if I'd go top 5, but top 10 for sure. And yeah, just missing out on the playoffs. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't see him see him really making much noise there. Yeah. But uh, for their moss or their ceiling, you know, maybe Baker has has a little fire rekindled under him after the disappointment in Cleveland, and maybe he's motivated to to kind of help this team get over the hump. Uh, very possible. I mean, he did it with Cleveland. He 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 helped them get to the playoffs. So. You know, uh, it's possible. And, again, they've they've got some talent. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, maybe he finds his way back and uh, ends up playing like his old self. And he's very dynamic. We all know that. They've got some good players behind him, too. So, you know, uh, I don't think he needs to do it all on his own. And then, again, the, the receivers, you know, maybe Robbie just struggles playing with Sam Darnold. You know, they played together in New York, struggled there. They end up playing together in Carolina last year. They struggled there. So maybe Baker is what uh, Robbie needs. And uh, Baker and Robbie end up having a better connection than Sam did. And then maybe Terrence Marshall can take that next step and and be the playmaker that they need him to. Uh, I like the depth that the offensive line has, so I think that helps. You know, certainly someone's bound to to go down with injuries and you need a guy to step up. And so I think, I think they have that, which, which helps. And then defensively, I, I talked about, they've got a lot of talent there. You know, I, I, I like what I see. I know JC Horn uh, got hurt last year and is making his way back. And You know, he's very great. He's a good player. And so, you know, that's going to help them out a lot. Um, depth wise uh it's lacking some depth but but yeah i mean if the starters you know are there and available week in week out you know they they've got they've got some pretty good players here and um yeah if if they can you know make it all click and and work it out i th- I, I could see that defense being pretty pretty good they they were pretty good last year you know don't get me wrong so they they definitely got it in them i think they just got to be consistent. It seems like uh, consistency was a little off last year. So that'll, that'll be the challenge for them, you know, uh, keeping keeping that consistency throughout the whole year. So, yeah, for their ceiling, their their Mavs, again, I could see him pushing for that second spot in the division, but that's probably it. And yeah to be honest I could probably see him making make a push for the for a wild card spot I think them and New Orleans are probably that'll be a tough battle so if they can if they can beat New Orleans and maybe Jameis you know uh, make some mistakes uh, against the Panthers uh yeah, they, they could maybe you know shock some people and, and win some of those games and and um, make a push for the wild card i don't see him winning anything more than that but um you know that, that's pretty good and that's a that's a that's a good step for them for this team uh they you know they struggled last year so i think that that that's that's a nice step and i think baker has that in it for sure uh, again i have my reservations about matt Rule, but hey you know now's his chance to go out there and you know prove us wrong so let's see if he can do it And uh, so that leads us to the last team in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, who I think are going to be finishing last uh, this year. And, you know, I don't know if that's really that big of a (laughs) a take. I I reckon that most people have them as finishing last. They're really kind of in this rebuilding mode. Uh, You know, they take Desmond Ritter, uh, in this year's draft to, to see what he develops into, who I like I, I, I really liked him coming out and I think he could be a good player for him uh, they, they have a young tight end, Kyle Pitts the young uh, receiver first round pick, Drake London so you know uh, they're really looking to, to kind of rebuild this team a little bit So uh, with their kind of young head coach uh, new head coach, this will be his second year So so yeah, makes sense and um you know that's okay you know the it, yeah i think it was time to kind of start start to rebuild this team a little bit so i'll i'll start with their menos or their floor um again their floor is going to be finishing last in the division and uh i think probably another top pick in this year's draft probably top 5 Maybe even top three, if we're being honest. That would not surprise me. Um, I mean, we kind of know what Marcus Mariota is. I just don't see him being anything different than that. Now, maybe Desmond Ritter comes in at some point this year and ends up playing better and, and you know, ends up winning him some more games. I could see that. But um, for right now, yeah, Marcus, I just, I just... Don't think Marcus is going to elevate this team too much. Uh, And then running backs, you've got kind of Cordell Patterson as the leading running back, who's good, but isn't a star by any means. They do have some nice depth behind them. Damian Williams coming from Kansas City. And then Tyler Algier, rookie from BYU, who I think is a good player. So I think they'll probably rely on a lot of those running backs, uh, but uh, not a name that really stands out. Uh, Cordell was good last year, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, nothing that really stands out too much. And then uh, they've got some young receivers here. Drake London kind of leading the pack. Um, a rookie, so that that really tells you all you need to know there. Uh, Brian Edwards, you know, hasn't done much. Um And then they have Olamide Zacchaeus as their third-string ride receiver. Uh, That should tell you all you need to know about their receiving room right now. Uh, It doesn't help Calvin Ridley is suspended for the year for gambling on games. And so, you know, that that, uh, receiving room will look different uh, next year once he returns. But for now, it's a young room, and that's going to lead to some struggles for sure. And then Kyle Pitts, second year. Uh, I, I'm sure he'll take a step, but, again, young player. And, um, yeah, uh, he's good. He's good. He's probably their best receiving threat on that team. But, uh, yeah, again, that's that's saying something. And then offensive line, they, they still got a, a solid offensive line, so that, that, that'll help Marcus Mariota and things. Um. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think their offensive line is might be the best group offensively that they have. <laughs> so they've got that going for them at least. And then defensively, they've got some some players. Yeah, um, you know this isn't void of any talent. But yeah, they've got they've got some players here. Uh, AJ Terrell who played well last year. Um. Uh Grady Jarrett uh is a good is a good player for them as well on the defensive line. Uh, A.J. Terrell, sorry, cornerback. Um and then Dion Jones, who I think is a good player. Uh, linebacker for him. Uh and then they've got uh Casey Hayward at uh you know who's who's been a good player for him as well. Uh, and then we can't uh not mention uh young Hoku, obviously, their <laughs> their kicker it was just a legend uh so great player for him so um but anyway yeah they've got um you know they've got some talent but yeah i just don't see this this defense being that great so yeah um again it, it it's it's a little void of of talent and so you know they're they're still looking to to beef that that side of the ball up a little bit a little more i think but uh, now to talk about their mass or their ceiling um again i said it i mean i i could see any of these teams competing for the second uh, the second uh for second in this division so yeah i mean i i think that's in their the realm of possibilities maybe you know Marcus Mariota is is what this team needs and and finds that magic in him that um that he had when he was all the way back at at Oregon in college you know he can move he can run and i think that will help the running game uh you know his ability to move and maybe even Desmond Ritter kind of kind of shows up some at some point this year and, and ends up playing really well for him. And so I could see that too. I, I, he was a great player and uh, and really just a great winner at at Cincinnati. You know, he he just won so many games there. He just knows what it takes, and so maybe he can bring that over to to this Atlanta Falcons team. And again, I, I mentioned I like the, the the pieces at running back, uh, even though no one really stands out there. But um, you know, there's some there's some decent pieces. It, if they can use them effectively, I think, I think it could be an effective uh, rushing attack and maybe Drake London's the the real deal. Uh, I liked him coming out of USC this year uh, and is a big bodied receiver. And I think that's kind of what you need when you've got kind of Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. So maybe they just end up working really well. And maybe some of these other younger receivers can step up for him too. And, and uh, can, can be, Effective for him, uh, Kyle Pitts as well. I think I think he's going to take a step. You know, he's 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 been making some noise in training camp and and um, preseason as well. So maybe he takes a step and ends up being what everyone thought he was. And again, I mentioned the offensive line. You know, they they've got some solid a solid offensive line. Um, and then the defensively. You know, they, they've they got some players. I don't know if I'd say they've got stars, but they've got, you know, some names. And maybe those guys can, the combination of them all, can end up kind of elevating this defense a little more and uh, helping them out uh, just enough to, to you know, to, to, to win them some games. Uh, you know, they've got some young players on there, so I could see those guys taking a step and ended up, you know, Elevating their game and, and and Improving the defense as a whole So yeah I think For their Moss or their ceiling I think Second in the division for sure But I don't know I have a hard time seeing them competing For a playoff spot I know I said with the other two teams that if they were Second in the division they could but I yeah for the Falcons I just don't know if I see Them making enough Noise do to, to do that so, yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'd put if I'd put a playoff uh spot in their in their future for this next year, but they're getting there, you know. They, they I think they're doing some good things and you know, if some of these young talented players end up hitting for them and end up playing really well for them, you know, the future's looking bright for them. Uh just taking a peek a peek at their schedule real quick. Yeah, they they've got some tough games, just like everyone else in this in this division. But um, they rather than the Saints, they end up playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, or sorry, the Cleveland Browns, when Deshaun Watson is suspended. So they they'll get Jacoby Brissett rather than Deshaun Watson. So that will help. And you know that 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 could be a winnable game. Um, You know they've got Chicago, which is a winnable game for sure. Um, looking here, man, yeah, Seattle, that, that'll that be a winnable game. So <laughs> it's a, it's a tough, tough schedule this year for the NFC South. So that doesn't help a lot of these kind of struggling teams, but you know, it, again, if things hit, um, I think, I think, I think it's in the realm of possibilities and I like their coach too. You know, I think, I think he's, I think he's got something to him. Uh trying to remember. Arthur Smith. That's right. Arthur Smith. Yeah, I think I think he's a, I think he's a decent coach. So you know, I, I wouldn't put past him to, to kind of get the most out of these players. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. So this is a fun division. That that wraps up the NFC South for our Maso Menos segment. Um so yeah, that, that'll be a fun division to watch for sure. Again, one of the more interesting divisions. Uh, that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just excited to see what happens here and we'll see how <laughs> kind of my predictions play out. Um, but yeah, that, that about uh, wraps up, uh, this episode here of, of coaching from the couch. We will have another one for you soon. This time with, with the boy, the two of us once again, and, uh, we will probably get back into our head coaching rate ranks, our, uh, couch coaches of the nfl segment and we want to finish that up before the season starts and then we'll have more maso Manos for you uh, just looking at that we will be doing the afc south uh, next time so the houston texans tennessee titans Jacksonville jaguars and the indianapolis colts so stay tuned for that uh, and I hope you guys are just enjoying the football. I mean, there there is football now, so um, I, I know I'm enjoying it. Uh, all these preseason games. I know we're kind of getting to the point where we're seeing a lot of like third stringers out there. <laughs> Not, a lot of the starters aren't aren't playing much, but uh, there there's still some players out there that are intriguing to look out for that that might be able to make some noise once uh, once the season starts. You know, they're they're all fighting for spot and. Hey, they might impress their coaches enough to to get some playing time. So uh, there, there's definitely some some things out there to watch in in, the, in these preseason games as we're uh, we're approaching the last uh, week of preseason. So that's when you know football is right around the corner. At least NFL football. Uh, well, so is college. So uh, we are all excited for that. And then. Um, There's all these uh, kind of football shows as well, I I should mention. um, I just finished the Mantec Tayo documentary on Netflix, The Untold, uh, The Girlfriend That Never Existed, I believe is what it's titled. So go check that out. Very, very interesting story. So, yes, highly recommend. And and it's a great, it has a great kind of meaning to it as well you know it kind of wraps uh to to finish off the the series they really have a good message there at the end and uh yeah great great story so i highly recommend that uh uh, free plug there again once again for netflix but yeah check that out i know it it was one of the top trending shows on netflix for a while not sure if it still is but it it was there for a minute so um yeah it's a good one and then we've got uh, Hard Knocks, of course, on HBO Max. So check that out. Uh, that's always very good this year. Is, is the Detroit Lions, and um, I, I like what I'm seeing. You know, the, Dan Campbell is just kind of an animal. Their head coach, and, and so he, he is must-watch television on there for sure. Uh, he's just an enter- entertaining character, and um, you know, kind of gets you fired up. So. Uh, check that out. That, that's been a lot of fun watching. I believe um, the third episode just came out yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on August 24th, uh, Wednesday. So I think the the episode three just came out yesterday, Tuesday. But yeah, that, that's been a lot of fun to watch and um, kind of makes you excited to watch the, the Lions. I know that's not <laughs> what everyone always thinks just because they're always kind of bottom of the league. But yeah. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm kind of rooting for Dan Campbell. He he's he's kind of fun and 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 I think is a good coach. So it'll be fun to see if he can turn that team around and and get them some wins. Uh they're a tough fighting team and he gets them to play hard, so that 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 always leads to to some fun games. Um but that about wraps it up for me. Uh once again, thanks thanks for listening and hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh sorry if my annoying voice is, is, is the one you have to hear and you miss out on, on the boys, but, uh, he'll be back here soon. And we'd appreciate, uh, reviews, comments, please. Uh, you know, we love to hear from you and, um, any way we can improve, we are all ears. And, uh, yeah, once again, football is near. So, uh, we are all ready for that and, and excited and, um, Hope uh, this is preparing you guys a little bit for the season. Uh, we've got some fantasy coming up as well. We've, we've got uh, to start our family fantasy league. So we'll probably be talking about that on the pod. Because um, that's a lot of fun and, and kind of a big big deal around <laughs> around our family here. So I uh, hope you guys are are looking into fantasy, maybe starting up your league again. Uh, that, that's coming up soon. So. Uh, get ready for that. That, that's a lot of fun. If you haven't tried it before, highly recommend kind of gets you involved in, in, in the sport of, or it kind of gets you involved in NFL football more than, than anything else. And so ton of fun, highly recommend that. But, um, but yeah, um, we will talk to you guys here soon. Uh, probably within the next couple of days we'll come out with another episode to try and catch us up, um, from the week that I missed. But again, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your days and we will talk to you later. Uh, Hill boy out later.